welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. This week we're taking a tour of our favorite spots for food and drink around Universal Orlando Resort. But first, the week in theme park history, good news for astronaut tourism, a Hobbit high-rise, the crappiest theme park ever. Hop on your bicycle and put on the sorting hat. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society! After a thrilling bicycle chase through the forest, we hit the top of the hill and just kept going right on up into the night sky. On the plus side, we've got a great view of the city, thanks to whatever alien magic our buddy E.T. is using to keep our bikes up. The downside, of course, is it's a really long flight to his homeworld, and then we have to hang out with his weird friends. At least that gives us plenty of time to talk travel, but first I was wondering, uh, so I was thinking about CityWalk. Uh, it's got arguably the best of all possible celebrity restaurants ever with Mr. James Buffett's Margaritaville. What, ce- <laughs> what celebrity chef, what celebrity should never be allowed to have a vanity restaurant, and what would their signature dish be? <laughs> I was going to say Gigi Allen, but that'll only click oh, no, with a few no. people out there. <laughs> you don't want to know what the signature dish is. We know, we know exactly. It's like the home saying. of the Throat Rolls restaurant. Let's just say all the dishes are piping hot. <laughs> yeah, about 98.6 music. Again, you've got a, a consistency question there. <laughs> I've, me- I've, I've mentioned this one before, but I'm going to go with Kid Rock again. Didn't he have uh, a yeah. place though? Yeah. yeah. The signature dish would have something to do probably with Mountain Dew and Fritos. I don't know. <laughs> and freedom. Yes. <laughs> I got nothing. I think the obvious one for our times is uh, Mr. Joe Exotic himself. Oh, true. Mm, tiger yeah. meat. Can't be beat. No. Well, no, I think he'd be offering expired a Walmart your, meat. <laughs> a build your own pizza option where you can uh, select your own toppings out of a trash can. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the competing restaurant, Carol Baskin's hot served husband restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get our under mm. the septic tank special. Mm-hmm. Mm, he's delicious. <laughs> Everything's been doused with uh, sardine oil. Sardine, sardine oil. oil. Yeah. Don't get it on your shoe, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, our show today is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Hey, Jess, what happened uh, in history of theme parks this <laughs> Something like that. That was beautiful. Um, beautiful segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week in theme park history, um, starting off, we've got back um, in 1977 on May 4th, uh, Space Mountain opened at Disneyland. Ooh, fun. Uh, yeah, it was actually the second Space Mountain to open. The first was in Walt Disney World in January of 1975. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. And I prefer the Disneyland version. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, I actually they got it not. right the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I haven't written this. Do you you remember back when when Walt Disney World was in its original form? You sort of it was one sort of big car, and instead of having individual seats, everybody sort of just piled on. It was like the log ride at Disney. Yeah, you you straddle each other. Yeah, one of my first like memories of being at Walt Disney World was riding that in front with my dad sitting behind me. And he he talked about it for the rest of my life about how terrifying it was when he realized that I would just start floating up because (laughs) I was too little to probably be on a ride like that. (laughs) I would just start floating up at every hill and he'd have to like grab my shoulders and just hold me down. (laughs) And I remember it and just being in the dark and being like, Whoa, what the (laughs) that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, It seemed unsafe. It was. My, gra- my grandmother cracked a rib on that ride. Oof. <coughs> Ouch. Yeah, well, that was notable. Or uh, not your grandmother. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure she was a notable woman. Uh, but but uh, Space Mountain itself was it was it the first or one of the first tubular steel track roller coasters? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was um, Matterhorn. Or was it Matterhorn? Oh Daniel. yeah, uh, that would have been was, Matterhorn. There was that something. Was the Matterhorn was the first one. Mm-hmm. There was something that was the first about. Uh, Space Mountain too, though. Can't remember what it was. I think it was the first enclosed. It was the first roller coaster yeah. I ever rode. Yeah, maybe totally terrified. enclosed. <laughs> Matterhorn has indoor and outdoor bits. Yeah, no, I can't remember. There's something about it. We'll Google that. Yeah, find out for us for next time, Dan. I'll, I'll, I'll bang it this later and tell you guys. <laughs> that way I don't sound ask like so Jeeves. much Ask Jeeves. What? <laughs> He'll be like, oh crap, like somebody's was. asking me something? <laughs> Wake Jeeves up. He's he's playing poker with the Maytag repairman. <laughs> uh, let's see. On May 5th in 1987, Disneyland debuted Disney Dollars. Do you guys remember Disney I Dollars? I do remember I Disney those. Dollars. Yeah, there was a uh, Mickey was on the $1 bill and Goofy was on the $5 bill. I wish I still had original. some of those. I, I just remember the, the Simpsons episode where they went to Itchy and Scratchy Land and they were basically told as they got into the park that they had to trend transfer all their money into yes. itchy and scratchy dollars. And then <laughs> yeah. as soon as they walk in, there's just signs everywhere that says, do not accept scratchy. dollars." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see back uh, in 2004 on May 5th, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opened up <gasps> at Disneyland. Ooh. Never heard of it. And it's it, not uh, really there anymore. Exactly. No, <laughs> not really. And it was when it opened, it was a, so to conserve space, um, they took out all of the sort of, beginning half of the ride that we have at disney's hollywood studios that track the track part of it yeah Yeah. and and for that reason it never clicked with disneyland visitors people just didn't seem to like it to the point where when they switched it out to guardians there were no uh there were no protests and it's so cool as guardians i love great the vibe is so much more fun Mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a really fun ride um let's see and uh 2005 on may 5th soren opened up at epcot Still looking for that G. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they couldn't afford it. it. They went over Mm -hmm. budget, so they had to drop the G. (laughs) They can't afford it now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, hopping on over to uh, Universal Orlando Resort on May eighth, twenty twelve. Universal Cinematic Spectacular: One Hundred Years of Movie Memories Mm, and Universal's Superstar Parade both opened at the resort. Mm. What? I've never even heard of Universal Superstar Parade. It's it's a big loud parade with like Dora the Explorer. Oh, yeah, we've watched yeah, it we before. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. fish yes, on we did. skates and all yeah. that. Yeah, the SpongeBob one. I didn't remember, remember the name of that. And, I like that part until he mentioned Dora. It would just yeah, <laughs> all click. Yeah. Now I remember. Just such an eye and ear sore that like. 
Can't miss her. <laughs> and yeah, that's it for this week in theme park history. Exciting. Fun. Let's go from let's go from history to the future. Heather, let's, yes, let's hear about the, the future of travel. In, in travel news this week, which is a, a first for the last few weeks, Virgin Galactic completed their first glide flight in New Mexico. So they say that they are still on track to begin commercial space flights this year, sometime later this year, which is kind of need them to do more than one. <laughs> well, this was just the first. They are going to do some more. So they, I think we got it. We're good. They've been, uh, they have been doing testing at Mojave Air and Spaceport in California, and they are moving their operations to their new futuristic terminal in southern New Mexico. And they this was just the first of of many test flights that they're going to be doing from their terminal that is called Spaceport America. <laughs> yes, and when they're ready to launch, you will be able to fly into space for the low, low price of $250,000. It's a is little that, steep. Uh, steerage a, class? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it seems like they have a a, a plane that takes their galactic glider up into the atmosphere and then they launch it off out of that plane and it goes further up into suborbital space and then you'll get and then it basically just glides back down yeah for to Sounds the landing so, yeah right what could go wrong <laughs> sign me up yeah what could go wrong there? <laughs> they, they already have hundreds of people who have put down deposits to be on these first space flights Mm-hmm. What's the deposit? I want? Do you have to pay uh, the, the whole de- thing? The deposit is a thousand dollars. Oh, so you can put down I mean, a thousand bucks. That I can then, afford. That's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> then you have until late this year to come up with the other two hundred forty-nine thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're going to. They'll probably offer discounts pretty quick, considering Richard Branson just put his private island on Hawk to. As collateral, yeah, to save, you know uh, this this segment uh, of his business is still on track, but um, then there's the that Virgin Voyage launch the, going, yeah, still- and the cruise ships that can't sail right now. <laughs> it's yeah. not so great. Yeah, he's just got money tied up places. Once things get cranking again, he'll be fine. Yeah, they did want everyone to know that all that their first flight uh, was conducted with stringent operational protocols, including including the use of masks and enforcing social distancing. So, Well, and that's the other thing, too, is uh, this is the ideal kind of tourism for right now. You, everybody's going to have their own uh, spaceman helmet with a respirator built <laughs> right. in. Yeah. And- hey, we're already dressed like astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to space. <laughs> well, can somebody get me the uh, about 250? $30,000. Would you do that? I would absolutely do that. I mean, I don't want to spend that kind of money on it, but yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely do it. I'd it's need to even... see, I'd need to see their, you know, this many days without an accident sign, but <laughs> yes. yeah, sure. If, if like the number's the high enough. Maybe not yet. Also, yeah. but man, I would, I'm well, I, I don't know. You don't know if you'd be able to do it. Do you remember a while ago when that guy took, uh, he got in the weather balloon and went into uh, the upper atmosphere and skydive from outer space? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, the one of our previous episodes when I was saying I was considering skydiving, 
not from a weather balloon in suborbital space. That was a really long fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that time they were, he was out of range where they couldn't communicate with him as he was reentering the atmosphere. That was freaky. I don't think I would want to do re-entry just, you know, out there with no vehicle. I've seen the space shuttle re-enter. They're like, we took you up. You didn't pay the rest of the money. You got to get down on your own. He was wrapped in that that hot dog foil. It was fun. Oh, okay. (laughs) He had a helmet. Paper on one side. Hot dog foil. (laughs) He was wearing a cloth mask. Oh, well then. No problem. It was in 95, so it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i got a interesting hotel for you guys this week uh this is the magic mountain hotel in chile Ooh, chile mm, chile <laughs> no it's pretty warm there actually i think it's south of, south of the equator uh, uh i meant i was hungry <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like no, chile too. Carne. let's Dang get it. all of the chili puns out of our <laughs> Chili today, hot tamale. <laughs> I find that chili typically is good for clearing out the system. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, this is this is courtesy of Tourism on the Edge, and uh, you really have to look at this uh, to see it or to uh, fully appreciate this place. Yeah, to appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll have is. a link in the show notes and up on the Facebook page. It is so cool. It's like a it's like a man made volcano mountain covered with with plants, and there's a a waterfall that erupts from the top periodically throughout the day, and you have to cross a rope bridge to get to it. And the rooms are inside this this mountain hill looking volcano thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, it's just covered wild. with all these little windows. The inside is all like natural wood. Construction hallways like a spirally mm-hmm. hallway that ramps sort of thing instead oh. of stairs. Wild. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like it's in the middle of one of those kind of like ecotourism kind of resort areas where you go and there's it's uh, right near the longest zip line in South America. Oh, fun! It looks like a Hobbit high rise. Yeah. yeah, like it's Hobbit New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the Hobbit Trump Tower. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Golem Trump, maybe. Montagna Magica Lodge. Wow, this is cool. Yeah. It's pretty swanky. Uh, there's a restaurant, a bar, sauna, tubs in tubs in ancient tree trunks with naturally heated water. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh la la. Hmm. And okay. do they serve chile? <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> Provide your own chili. You can pretend you're a hobbit or a woodland creature. Which as I already do. do. <laughs> yeah. As one does. Just go frolic in the jungle. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, no prices listed here. Mm-mm. Means it's too much. That means they want you to uh, fill out a form so they get your email. Ah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, and so we're going to move on from that. We've got another travel tip this week, guys, from one of our Key to the Road travel planners. Let me just cue that up. Travel tips with Key to the World. Yeah, we'll come up with a really good travel tips. Travel tips. Here comes another travel tip. Ah. Just the tip. (laughs) That's what it's going to be called. (laughs) Just just the tip with Key to the World travel. Just the tip. (laughs) 
Perfect. <laughs> We're doing a really good job of anyway. Here we go. Roll the tape. Hi, Gold Key Adventure Society. This is Amanda Powell, and I'm a travel planner from North Carolina. And I was calling today to share a travel tip uh, that I think that your listeners might enjoy. Um, I share this uh, with my clients and also use it myself. Um, so it has to do with packing, which I think is one of the most exciting but also stressful parts of getting ready for a trip. And I have three little kids. And one of the tips that I use um, all the time, especially when we're headed to a theme park vacation, uh, is to pack their clothes into large gallon-sized Ziploc bags. So um, I'll go ahead and pick out my kids' outfits for each day, including their socks or um, I have two girls, so like bows, underwear, all the different parts of their outfit for the day. And then I'll put each one into a different Ziploc bag and label it with their name and the day that's – so if we're going to Animal Kingdom wow. that day, and let's say we pick that for Wednesday, then I'll put my daughter's name on that bag and Wednesday, Animal Kingdom – and so that way, when we're getting up early to get ready for the parks, once we're down in Orlando or wherever, um, we can just grab the bag and start getting ready. And I don't have to be searching for which top was supposed to match with these shorts. And, oh, no, I thought I had a matching mm. bow. And, That's a know, great all idea. The different accessories and different pieces. Um, so it's just a quick way to organize everything. And it's all together, have all the pieces. And I know I'm not forgetting something, especially if I'm having my husband help get the kids dressed. That morning before we had the park, head to the parks, and we're trying to rope drop something, and he doesn't know. You know, he needs help figuring out what to to get mm-hmm. them dressed into. So I can just throw him a bag and say, stupid. "Hey, get them dressed." <laughs> of course, for adults, you know, our clothes don't fit into into Ziploc bags. Uh, so I use packing cubes for adults. I love packing fabric, cubes. Um, zippered cubes. Uh, you can get these off Amazon or you know a local store like Target or Walmart. Um, but you can organize your own adult clothes into packing cubes. And those are awesome, too, because you can just pick them straight up out of your suitcase and throw them into uh, the hotel um, drawers of, of um, in your room. And that's a really quick way to keep all your stuff together as well and uh, not have to worry about it getting all messed up in your suitcase when you're traveling. So uh, that's my travel tip for today. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Thanks, I used to do that, that with Wyatt's clothes. I didn't label like what day or whatever, but I did put socks, underwear, shorts, shirt in gallon bags when mm-hmm. he was little because it just made it quick for him because he'd you know, wear the same shirt four times or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and then you have bags that you, could... you couldn't figure out. <clears throat> yeah. Then you have those wear. Ziplocs that you could toss in your park bag in case you have a mm-hmm. an accident in the parks with little kids. Yeah, or just, just wet happened. clothes from rides. Or He oh, always yeah. wanted to get in the splash zones that they have around. Oh, always yes. always have a backup <laughs> set of clothes in the backpack. Those little splash pads in Epcot mm-hmm. and... Oh, yeah. They used to have one by that tree when it was the Winnie the Pooh play area. Sure I think there was a little splashy area. I take it why it got soaked there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anywhere he could get in water, he always would. Yeah. Those are great tips. I love packing cubes. I use them myself. Yeah. It makes it easy to pack. And then to, to when I have to pack to go home, I still have everything. I just zip them up and throw them in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. I love it. If you zip up your Ziploc bags and then crack it open just a little bit and have someone kneel on it, it's kind of like a poor man's vacuum seal bag. Oh, good tip. We've managed to find some extra space in our suitcase doing that. (laughs) 
<laughs> poor man's vacuum. <laughs> I like it. Stomp on it harder. It we got to make wrinkly. space. Everything's a little bit wrinkly, but you know. Eh, that's okay. Vacation. The humidity in Florida will knock those wrinkles right out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Hey, Dan, do you have a crazy survival tip for us this week? You know I do. Let oh, I cannot wait. Here. Guys, this is a really important your, one. Your last one came in really handy because a few days after we talked about it, there was a black <sighs> bear on the loose in Grand Rapids. Poor Yogi, though. He got yeah. hit by a truck. He, he got died. put down? He got hit by yeah. a car. Oh yeah, well that'll yeah. put you down. It did put him down. Uh, he he spent he he was enough of a fixture in the neighborhood too that they recognized him. Yeah, they named him. They called him Yogi. And, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. He Let's was. Be a little more uh, I guess and they he mowed was, him down. He was yeah. raiding. Calling boo boo. Yeah, I guess he was raiding people's bird feeders. He really liked the snacks that were being left out. I mean, I get it. Who doesn't? Yeah, I do that. A little bit of sunflower yeah. seed. Was that worth hitting him with a car, Susan? I know. Oh, and the, the the news article I saw about his demise was so sad. The picture was just a picture of his paw like up close. <laughs> no, it was just his paw on the asphalt. It was sad. <laughs> Poor Yogi. I never Sounds got like to get your paw off my yeah. asphalt. I never got so- the chance to punch him in the face. I'm so sad. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta poop him on the nose. <laughs> Never got the Shit. chance to misidentify him and yeah. not not decide whether to run away or try to attack him. Do I, do I play dead or do I punch him? Which one was it? <laughs> Crap! Let's turn on my iPod. So, so what is it this week, Dan? All right, guys. Well, I thought it was really important that we learn what to do in case you're stuck in a runaway hot air balloon. Oh, How yes. to land it safely. Hmm, this happens more often than you'd think. It really does. Cartoons have told me that there's sandbags and either I'm supposed to throw them out or bring more back in. I don't really know how it works. (laughs) I didn't pay that much attention, but. Uh, All right. Well, this lesson, uh, this week's tip comes from the worst case scenario uh, survival guidebook, the ultimate edition. Uh, so step one is use your radio to contact your chase crew. Uh, I hope responsible, you radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, responsible hot air balloonists have a chase crew following them so that you can get home afterwards. And uh-huh. hopefully you have a two-way radio. So uh, talk to them and let them know that uh, you need them to call emergency services uh, to meet the balloon wherever it touches down. Uh, step two, figure out whether the balloon is ascending or descending. Look to the horizon. <laughs> Uh, if <laughs> if the horizon's growing higher, you're descending. If it's moving lower, you're oh, descending. That's, that's a quick yeah. time to figure out what yeah, ascending is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, up is ascend. Uh, yeah, we need a good mnemonic for that. I I didn't come up with one. Uh, step three: determine the balloon's farthest point of travel. Face in the same direction the balloon is traveling. Look for a point on the ground ahead of you that does not appear to be rising or descending. This point is the farthest the balloon will travel at its present rate of descent. If there are no serious hazards such as power lines, buildings, or people between you and the farthest point of travel, we'll skip ahead to step four. Uh, Just in case, we're going to assume there's hazards and continue to step four. Uh, If you need to change your flight path uh, to clear a populated area or avoid a collision... Increase the balloon's altitude by adding more heat to the balloon. Locate the blast valve, which is a lever-type valve protruding from under the propane burner. Open it Mm, by rotating the handle to the vertical position. Hold it open for 5 to 10 seconds, then release it. 
Uh, leave the valve closed for 10 seconds. Continue to operate the valve in this sequence until you see the balloon ascend. Do a horizon check and check the farthest point of travel to determine your altitude and ability to clear obstructions. You know, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm so glad. I, <laughs> that's I, what know, I would do. Top of my head sort of stuff, but you know. <laughs> uh, step five. Once all obstacles are cleared and a suitable landing site is in view within your direction of travel, begin your descent. If you do not open the blast valve, the balloon will slowly begin to descend. Hot air balloons are designed so that the terminal velocity, the speed at which the basket and balloon will hit the ground if the blast valve is fully closed, is only about 20 miles an hour. At this hmm. speed, landing will Tuck be similar to <laughs> yeah, it'll be similar to landing under a parachute. Sharp bump, but survivable. Use the blast valve to slow your descent if necessary, but be careful not to add so much hot air that you begin to go back up. Step six: pull the rip line. This is a red rope or strap hanging down into the basket from the open balloon. It uh, it opens up a vent at the top of the envelope, which allows hot air to escape quickly just before landing. 10 to 20 feet before you touch down, pull hard on the rip line. Uh, continue to pull until there's no more slack and hold it open until the balloon has landed and deflated. Step seven. This is a big one. Brace <laughs> for impact. Brace for impact. <laughs> Bend your knees and grab the uprights or handles <laughs> in the basket. Grab the uprights. Is that what that they're calling before. them now? <laughs> it's called the headboard. I think my uprights are very upright at that point. You know. <laughs> uh, right up in me. <laughs> Hold on tight to avoid being thrown out upon contact with the ground. Oh, avoid grabbing the fuel lines or placing any part of your body outside of the basket. Do not try to remain standing during impact. Collapse yourself into the bottom of the basket when you hit the ground. Step eight. Remain in the basket until the balloon has come to a complete stop. Much like... <laughs> grab all much small like children all by the favorite. hand. <laughs> yeah. Please check for all bags. Because <laughs> uh, so, the basket might bounce and skip around several times before coming to a complete stop. Uh, wow. Beware. Close uh, to the ground. I'm jumping. Failing to pull the rip line <laughs> will result in a dangerous bouncing landing and increase the risk of the balloon hitting the ground and then floating away again. Man. Uh, <laughs> though the uh, basket and uh, balloon will float, landing on water adds complications. It should be considered only as a last resort. And also, hot air balloons have no mechanical steering mechanism. You can only force a balloon to go up or down. I used to want to take a hot air balloon ride, but. I don't think I do anymore. <laughs> Nobody, anybody else, anybody else going to go in on the hot air balloon? I am not into hot air ballooning. As Jess said, it's a, it's like a slow motion helicopter ride, which is dangerous <laughs> yeah. enough. But this one has fire over the top of you. Yeah. yeah. I've always wanted to try it. Uh, I don't know now. I think maybe I'll just stick with the, that, the characters in flight balloon at Disney Springs. If I can ever yes. try that one Stay out. tethered. It's yeah, tethered. It's yeah. tethered. Is Otherwise, there... you're risking a, a, a real Wizard of Oz situation, yeah. and that's not good. <laughs> that's, that would that's be true. Cool. Goodbye. If I could be guaranteed to land in Oz, then yeah, maybe I'd go for it. Well, would you go to Oz if you could? Sure. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, especially right. if there are green horses. <laughs> oh, in the Emerald City. In the Emerald City, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, I remember that. I was just thinking of flying about? monkeys. <laughs> Jeff always got bored and turned the movie halfway off before it turned to color. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, like, got it. This sucks. Kansas green? There's no color in that movie. More like the Wizard of Black and White Kansas. <laughs> Wizard of Tornadoes yawn. <laughs> Boring. That mean older lady that's always mad at her. <laughs> and her little dog too. And her little dog too. 
And guys, we got something really ridiculous to talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, what is it? Yeah. So, uh, so, um, I guess maybe we should start by explaining what discovery Island was. Ooh, does this involve <laughs> Florida, Florida man? Yeah, this is a new Florida. Oh, man. Very good story. Story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so discovery Island was, uh, is a defunct, uh, Disney Park, uh, yeah. kind of the predecessor to Animal Kingdom, and it's still just sitting out there on it's an island. Used in the middle. to be a nature center. It's the it's island of... in Bay Lake, or uh, what is it? Yeah. Is that Bay Lake? Yeah. It is Bay Lake. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's sort and, of right uh, across from um, Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness between yes. Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. where they are building reflections currently. They will be turning most of that into like the area for that new reflections lodge not discovery basically. island oh wait not discovery Island. yeah no that's that where was, the no. water park oh, sorry. thing was no yeah i get that one mixed up all the time uh for uh what was it called to, to, what, the, what was the water park called the river country river country river country there yeah. it is i always get those yeah. two mixed up yeah flesh eating amoeba yeah. to town <laughs> yeah you can actually <laughs> see uh discovery island if you rent uh like one of the little Motor the little things. little water mice, water yeah. sprites, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or and it's it's take there's your often team out on a fifty foot yacht. Yes, <laughs> you tend to. Again, Jeff, you and I live very different <laughs> lives. <laughs> uh, we always spot we we've done the the water mice a few times, and we always uh, spot some wildlife around Discovery mm-hmm. Island. Otters, it's mostly water snakes. Mm-hmm. Water moccasins <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Out yes. There. Ugh. So yeah, what's so anyway, going on with Discovery Island? Well, there's a man camping on there, or there was. <laughs> Actually, Jeff, you might know this guy. He's from Alabama. Oh. That's my <laughs> they uncle, all know each other. son of a... <laughs> <laughs> That's my uncle brother. <laughs> That's well, uncle he was, daddy. <laughs> he, had enough of, he had enough of Alabama, so he headed to Florida and decided to camp on Discovery Island. Yeah, sadly, he's been he's been banned from Walt Disney World property, and he's facing uh, trespassing charges after uh, security found him camping on Discovery Island. Oof. Uh, so the, during the pandemic, while they've been closed, uh, yeah, somehow he so he made it onto the private property itself, then made his way to the water's edge, then swam or boated out to this little. I think island. he kayaked. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and that's the thing. Huh. He says he was not aware that this was private property and that he oh, wasn't allowed to be on. there. Right. But he had you have to. To go pretty deep into Disney property to get to, get to this to place. Bay yeah. Lake, not to mention in view of Wilderness Lodge right? on this island. <laughs> um, he did he did describe it as a tropical paradise, which I'm questioning because <laughs> no. have you seen have you seen pictures of? I have. Uh, just, yeah, but he yes. came, he came from Alabama, so it it's looks like the snakes. camp they came across and lost. Yes, yeah, it's Only more falling snakes. apart and birds. I, th- I believe that there Snakes was a bunch of birds airplanes. that they just kind of left behind there. Yeah, they, they used to be like a little nature center and you could see some animals on display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the um, animals have reclaimed the island. Yeah, there's a, there's a website of, uh, of photos of someone who snuck on and took pictures of what was left behind. And it looks pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've had problems with people sneaking on there and taking like YouTube videos. That's, Mm -hmm. that's been a big issue for them. Uh, One time, I think it was that time I was just talking about when we were out on that yacht doing the fireworks cruise, they kind of tool around that whole area. And before you go watch fireworks and we went by there and there was, do you remember this Heather? There was small boats and they were, they had the flashlights on and were using the speakers to get whoever was out there Mm -hmm. to come out. Yeah. They will find you. 
Baskin yeah. Robbins always Baskin finds Robbins out. always finds out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so he was he was discovered on Thursday, April thirtieth. Uh, he had been there apparently since Monday or Tuesday of that week. Oh, it and took him planned, that long. Yeah, he planned. Well, I mean, yeah, they're probably not doing as frequent patrols. That is a good point. Days. Uh, he had planned on be- staying for f- another few days. He said he planned on being there about a week. So. Sure he did. Do do any of those waterways connect to off of Disney property or is it all contained? I was trying to look at a map. I was just wondering if maybe he was out in his own boat and kind of snuck through that way. He doesn't look like he owns a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was out in his own knapsack on a stick. There's a possibility he made a boat, but I I would never (laughs) swim in Bay Lake. It is full of snakes. He also looks like he probably has whatever Bay Lake has already. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the guy's just a dirtbag. Like, he looks like a dirtbag. He yeah. does. That he is a little like true. Christian Bale, don't you think? He does. Yeah, he really my does. Own original thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you didn't hear that from anybody. <laughs> so, so I'm looking at the map right now, and Bonnet Creek, uh, Bonnet Creek accesses Bay Lake. Uh. Uh, so I guess, and, and there are several creeks in the, like, creek that runs through fort wilderness area that kind of connects there so i mean he could have he could have gotten there from off property but it still would you still know you're on property Mm -hmm. it's a long distance because have that whole turnstile thing there on the creek (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you gotta scan your finger (laughs) no you're left no you're left you're left (laughs) which finger (laughs) did you use sir <laughs> uh, to be off to be off of property, one. he would have had to get on somewhere near uh near I four, like in and uh Osceola Parkway there. So down by uh the Waldorf Astoria and the Hilton Orlando. So probably from some other private property. He, he right. may, you know, you can, you can still drive on to property right now because true. Yeah. So he he could have just driven on property and so swam out there with his camping. I don't know. The whole thing sounds crazy to me. Well, yeah, he had to have canoed in because where, where is he going to leave his car? I mean, yeah, in that area, he, says he, he could have walked yeah. <laughs> from yeah. the bus station. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have just pretended he was a construction worker. I like that. And it's Florida. Oh, so nobody, no, nobody week. thought it was, <laughs> nobody thought it was weird to see a guy carrying a canoe over his head with, <laughs> with a backpack. Where's that guy going? <laughs> eh, it's just a Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out he was an Alabama man. So I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> Giving Florida a run for their money. Well, uh, uh yeah. Does Jess have any crazy theme parks this week? I do, guys. Oh, good. Oh, oh yes, of course. I just uh, I don't like giving them away a little earlier than is needed. I think. Um, so this this week we're gonna go back to South Korea. Oh, good. And um, <laughs> it's a rich mine. Just to give you guys a little taste of what's in store. Oh yeah. Um. So is it the lactation park. <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> this is South Korea's Heiwoojae Park. Uh-huh. And um, hey, Wuje, and that loose, and of course, I'm not pronouncing pronouncing it correctly, but it's loosely translated as a place of sanctuary where one can solve one's worries. Okay, it sounds very nice, right? Mm-hmm. It it's lovely. actually we could all use it's that. Better known as the toilet culture exhibit hall and theme park. <laughs> what? Of course. So this uh, <laughs> this started culture? this toilet started as. Culture? 
Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, some people might say that that's uh, all of American culture. <laughs> hey, <no. laughs> uh, it started life as the vision of former Suwon City Mayor Sim J. Duck, known as Mr. Toilet. Thanks. <laughs> That's your nickname, nickname now. Come on. Yeah, yeah um, well, I'm still he, in high school. Technically. <laughs> he, was, he was called this thanks to his efforts to improve the city toilets at the um, 2002 World Cup that happened there. Um, oh. He also helped found the World Toilet Association. Oh, yeah. Which there's is a dedic- toilet association? Well, oh, I need to look. remember to send in my dues for that. <laughs> <laughs> If there's toilet culture, then there's going to be an association to upkeep the culture. So, right. um, uh, but it's dedicated to improving sanitation around the world. So it has a, a higher oh. function. Um, in 2007, Sim constru- excuse me, constructed the world's first toilet-shaped house in Suwon City, <laughs> in which he lived until his death in 2009. Oh, no. It, it smelled like that- crap. I- <laughs> is anybody else shocked that it took humans that long to make uh, a toilet shaped house toilet shaped yes. house and it's big too like if you see the the pictures of it it's it's really big um after he passed away the house was converted into a museum which uh documents the world's water closet culture through men and women's bathroom <laughs> signs from around the globe uh photographs of public toilets and information about the importance of sanitary bathroom facilities uh-huh. Uh, the museum was expanded into a full-fledged theme park in 2012, complete with <laughs> scatological sculptures and different oh. styles of toilets, such as squat toilets, traditionally used in Korea, uh, European chamber pots, and historical urinals shaped like little four-legged creatures with a round hole in place of a face. So you pee in their face. Oh, I want wow. one. <laughs> Are those now available I'm... in the gift shop? Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm understanding the the photo that you showed us at the beginning of this segment. Yes, Jess. yeah. There's there's many statues of people from various walks of life, yeah. um, pooping, defecating, <laughs> um, and there's also poop themed mur- murals with like really cute cartoon butts just pooping out different. Oh my gosh! Of poop. <laughs> Ooh, is, um, is there an interactive section? Do they live in a section of the wall blank so you can add to that? <laughs> well, well, while visitors are welcome to mimic re- relieving themselves, um, making for some photo opportunities um the park has its own set of modern bathrooms available for the real thing they they do not want you to physically participate poop on their sculpture don't poop on the poop okay like <laughs> keep the poop clean. yeah keep those clean right uh it doesn't have park. any traditional wow. rides but guests are encouraged to interact with the exhibits and various sculptures <laughs> for fun, you know. okay. um, and admission is free though the museum accepts donations not the kind you're thinking. But, uh, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, hang on. I gotta, I'll, give me a second. Let me eat this chili dog and then I'll give you a donation. Chile. And sadly, um, at the end of my research, I had to report on this one, but sadly it is now closed for good because uh, the website doesn't work anymore. It's just, oh, yeah, you get, a, you get a little poop, poop emoji and they're just. Not- <laughs> uh, yeah, the website pooped out. <laughs> Took a crap. Well, I'm canceling those flights to South Korea that I just made. Yeah. There's one more important thing that you didn't tell us. So, does it have an, a mascot? Ooh. Poop. It's just a pile of poop. <laughs> just poop. <laughs> poop emoji. There's nothing it cute about it. It's not anthropomorphic. <laughs> it is just a pile of poop. It's just poop. <laughs> Good to know. Wow. Well, if you're interested in visiting the uh, (laughs) The closed down poop, you know, I get so many clients from these weird destinations. (laughs) Just today, I would like to visit the poop park and next week, maybe the penis festival. (laughs) My kind of traveler. (laughs) 
Well, stick around because after the commercial break, we're going to be sharing our favorite places to eat and drink around Universal Orlando Resort. Hi, this is Joe Exotic of the GW Zoo, here to tell you don't be a Carol Baskin and stick around after this commercial break. Because I saw a tiger and a tiger saw man. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. And now back to our show. Get that cat off of me. Get it. Get, who put perfume on my shoe? Get it off. Uh, for some reason, the long, slow-moving queue through a military science lab wasn't enough to warn us away. Now we've gone and done it. We got ourselves launched out of a gamma-ray accelerator through a series of flips and twists, and now we're dang halts. <laughs> Obviously, it takes a lot. <laughs> There's a dang hulk over our... <laughs> Martha, get the broom. <laughs> Obviously, it takes a lot of food to keep a giant green body going through a hulked outrage session. It's a good thing we were planning on discussing all the best options for dining and drinking around Universal Orlando. Let's how to... <laughs> Let's head out of the park and start by exploring Universal City Walk. I've never been. Lots of good stuff to eat over there in the city. City Walk's really where most of the good eating is. It is. Mm-hmm. And with it being so close to the entrances of both parks, it's you don't have to worry about hopping out, eating, and getting back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what everybody, I think, thinks Disney World is like. You can just pop out and mm. eat right. something yep. and pop back. There's no popping. No popping. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that about Universal. You can easily be to cowfish in about mm. six minutes. I long. love cowfish. Cowfish, sushi, and burgers. This is a chain restaurant, I guess, technically, but there aren't many of them. And uh, really, really good. Cool, cool place. And uh, I like their both sushi, sushi and is burgers. great. They even have something that my my super fussy kid will eat because they have peanut butter and jelly sushi, which is basically just mm-hmm. a, a Peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread rolled up and topped with some sugar. <laughs> yeah, they roll it and cut it. It's cute. Put some powdered <laughs> sugar on it. It's adorable. 
They have yeah, their the, burgers are really good. Yeah, really good burger. And I they have a little I've bento box you can get with a couple of little sliders and a few mm. different pieces of sushi and some edamame. Yes. They also have really good fried pickles. I'm a big fan of the fried pickle. Guys, why do we keep on recording these food episodes? <laughs> are you, is it making time? you hungry, Dan? <laughs> and right I, before lunch. Yeah, I got a real right before lunch, too. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I'm not looking at the menu, but I think the thing is called a burgushi. That's mm-hmm. like a yeah. sushi burger. So the patty is made out of like of those uh, weird noodles. I had it that. It was kind of hard to eat, but it's delicious. It is really good. They have some delightful boozy milkshakes there, too. And non-boozy mm-hmm. ones for the kitties. They let cats in there? Mm-hmm, yeah. Hmm. All the cool cats and kittens can go to cowfish. <laughs> <laughs> and a cowfish is apparently a, an actual fish. And what? they have one swimming around in their uh, aquarium there. Yeah. Isn't isn't that a manatee? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. This is a weird-looking fish. It has it is. sort of like little horny it's it looks i mean the thing out it's a horny fish yeah yeah that thing out front that you can uh there's a sculpture of one out front yeah you get your picture taken riding on it or humping it from the back like i (laughs) go to pose yeah Yeah. it's an actual fish (laughs) and they have some inside it's a it's a really weird looking little thing Mm, there's a lot of interactive things around the bar too screens you can play with and all that it's cool Mm -hmm. so aquariums airware and their aquariums look like a big bowl of, like a pasta bowl ramen. with chopsticks in it. Yeah, there you oh, go, ramen. Yeah. Thank you. What else do we like at the old City Walk? I love Antihitos. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've never been. Hi. Oh, it's so good. I love the Mexican food. And the tableside guacamole mm-hmm. is. I do, too. And I eat Mexican so much in my non-traveling life that I tend never to do Mexican when I travel. But I should try this. Yeah, it's I, really you good. would love Antihitos, I think. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they and usually it's a have very a very cool building. It's yeah. like sort of it's graffiti and yeah. neon and mm-hmm. it's it's very like stylized back right, alley Right outside they have mm-hmm. a margarita truck that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I've been there. <laughs> you <laughs> made, it, margaritas you made it to the Marg truck. Yeah, exactly. If there's <laughs> You're like, a, I don't need to go inside after if that. there's a grab and go Marg opportunity, I will take it. Mm-hmm. So Antojitos is up the stairs uh, on the top level there of the city walk, kind of overlooking everything. And what it used to be a Spanish restaurant or something, didn't it? What was that? I don't remember what that was before. Anyway, I shall go there. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I'm a fan of their new restaurant, Big Fire. Very good. So good. Everything there is cooked over like actual wood, like campfire type thing. The people that work in that kitchen are heroes because they make oh, them yeah. wear the dumbest uniform. It's like a uh, it's flannel. Yeah, it's flannel like <laughs> oh, shirt yeah. with the sleeves all the way down. Yeah. And then they're wearing gloves and all because they're cooking. And then they're wearing like a big leather apron on top of that because they're working with fire. It's a and big stuff. fire. It looks like a sweaty <laughs> mess, but. The food there is amazing. It smells so good. really good in there. Huge yeah, I steaks. I had a tomahawk. What is it? Tomahawk mm-hmm. pork chop thing. Pork oh, chop. Yeah. Biggest thing of it. Yeah. It looked like that thing they serve up uh, at the beginning of the Flintstones that tips oh. the car over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Another thing is that it's all American. So it's all American cuisine and even all the booze. Yeah. Is American. We tried to order a Hendrix and tonic mm-hmm. and they didn't have any because Hendrix is not American. No, it's so Scottish. We had some good uh, Augustine 
uh, gin that was really mm-hmm. good. And then downstairs, under the stairs, it's sort of hidden. They have a separate entrance to it, but there's a standalone bar. That, well, it's not standalone, but there's a bar that you can go to without eating in the restaurant. Got some great, great cocktails and mm-hmm. tons of bourbon. And you can order the full menu from that bar, too, if you can't get a seat inside. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's nice. Good friend. Yeah. Easy there to yet. talk to. The, yeah, everything everything we tried on the menu is great. We, we've eaten there a few times now, and their food's really good. Steak. I, I love a, a, a nice steak. So Yeah, just <laughs> they, grilled meat. They had me at meat. There. That's yes. Ameri- that, we have American food, so it's just heated up meat. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> but they had also some of their sides were, you know, they had like potato salad and mac and cheese and sure fairly traditional American sides that were also yeah. pretty good. You can get like lake trout. It says, yes, there, there salmon. are some healthy options on the menu. Really? Why? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Vacation smoked calories. Salads. Smoked what? Smoked salads. Who smokes mm-hmm. a salad? And they Snoop do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Probably. It's kind of, well, the kind of greens I'm interested in smoking. Blood they do. Uh, was it? I think they were maybe mussels that uh, they do kind of a crazy presentation of. They bring they bring out to the table and pour this like steaming concoction over the top of them, and the mussels all open up. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. It was it was cool to watch. I'm not a fan. Didn't of, someone at our table get that? I think it was when we were sitting at the bar, the the couple next to oh, us were was, eating yeah. and they, it, it was very close quarters because it was hopping that night. Is that the place that does the make your, make your own s'mores? Yes. yes. They bring out a little hot pot thing and you cook your yeah. stuff and get your marshmallow all ooey gooey. Oh, and I did that at so a restaurant. Good. I used to live in New York City in years. New ago. York City. <laughs> there was a restaurant. Get a that, rope. <laughs> there was a restaurant that started serving those as like, it was like the first time I had ever seen it. And the worst idea ever is to order one of those on a date. Because <laughs> oh. There is no way that you're going to get like, stay clean and look, you know, yeah. cool eating. You walk oh. around with what looks yeah. like poo on your shirt. The rest oh yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Plus you look like an eight year old eating a s'more. There's yeah. no way not to. I already yeah, look like that so eating good. anything. Yeah, but if you want to be a suave, you get it for two. <laughs> you feed it to them, you know. Yeah, that's right. Melt their lips. Sexy. <laughs> it's a very sensual experience. <laughs> Nothing sexier than burning marshmallow. <laughs> so I think Dan's has a favorite in the City Walk area. Well, who doesn't love Mr. James Buffett? <laughs> I, I love that restaurant. It's solid. I I've eaten there many times. The margaritas are good. Those nachos they the have. The volcano like nachos. nachos. I gotta tell you, the nachos look amazing when they come out, but they're stupid, and I take umbrage with them. And I'll tell you why, <laughs> oh, my no. friends. Yes, stupid nachos. Let us they're not layered. Thesis. They're tall, but you all of the toppings are on the first fourteen chips, and then you have three hundred bare naked chips below. Well, that's why you order no, them but, with a group, and you're the fastest one to eat. Welcome right. to and, Jeff's But, but TED that's the problem. That's a problem mm-hmm. with nachos in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you've ever well, been to the ones at the Hard Rock Pool yes. area, there, yeah, oh, those are they are those served, are served in, a in a pizza, pizza pan. pan, so yeah. they're wide, not mm-hmm. tall, and they have so much <laughs> topping on them, oh. and they layer them properly, mm-hmm. and they're so good. And that's just a hop, skip, and a jump from City Walk too. So that's right. 
but back have to your James margarita Buffet. Though. Yeah. Back to James yeah. Buff. Back, <laughs> back to Mr. James Buffett. What what other restaurant in Universal has a margarita volcano? That erupts uh, uh, margarita that's mix. That's true. That's true. I mean, if that's your prerequisite, then <laughs> yeah, I only care. Yeah. And you can sit that. in booths shaped like boats and things. That's right. Yeah. And, and they listen have stilt to walkers and balloon yeah. artists. They, listen it, to it, nothing but Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, for but it an is hour. a good time. Like we heaven. we took. Uh, was it our mentor team? We took there. Yeah, a couple and there times were, we yeah. did that with them. The stilt walkers were the, also making balloon hats, which mm-hmm. of course, a lot of fun if you have They take requests, but just so you know ahead of time and don't get embarrassed like I did, they will not make you a penis. <laughs> <laughs> True story. And you were like, I can show you what it looks like if you need help. <laughs> yeah. You did. So we only have the, large balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It takes a balloon, just lets a bunch of air out. Yeah. And- <laughs> that would work. <laughs> a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. And, and their margaritas really are amazing. And you can get a blender full that uh, gives you a discount on your next one, right? Or something like it's that. It's a souvenir Is that called blender. Booze in the that blender? Yeah. And yeah. you can get it refilled. If you drink yeah. a couple of those mm-hmm. in a night, you'll do some weird dancing outside on video. I've heard. <laughs> he's heard that. He's mm-hmm. he's. No experience with it. No, no. Video to come. (laughs) (laughs) And their Uh, cheeseburgers are delicious. Well, they're in paradise. Why wouldn't they be? Right. They 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 better be. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. Mine's fifty (laughs) seven and French fried potatoes. Big cold kosher pickle. Big kosher pickle. Kosher what? (laughs) Kosher pickle. Tell us more about the pickle, Dan. Mm, It's kosher and big. You can tell it's kosher because the tip is missing. (laughs) No, he just stepped on a pop top. (laughs) If you don't want all the hullabaloo of the stilt walkers and the fire eaters and the explosive (laughs) volcano, the place outside in the little airplane that's I can't remember what that's called, but it's a little annex there. Has yeah, it's just, Jimmy's just their margaritas. actual seaplane, right? Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. bullet holes in it. Yeah, it's a seaplane. It's, it's the <laughs> he got shot at. It's got, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, when he was running drugs. Oh. That guy's a son of a son of a sailor, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but that place has all the good margaritas and then uh, open air seating and picnic, uh, picnic table style. Eats out there. That's a lovely place mm-hmm. to catch a drink on your way out or before you go back to the hotel bar. It's like, like drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the first thing <laughs> that you come across after you leave Islands of Adventure, mm-hmm. too. So. Exactly yeah. right. It's nice. Where's my yeah. closest beverage? Oh, good. A place uh, that I didn't think I was going to like that Jeff and I tried recently and actually I thought was delightful is the NBC Sports. What is it just called? Grill and Brew? Sports Grill and, Grill and Brew. Yeah. Yep. Their food was really food good. Was excellent. And the server was really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And if you need to watch a game or something, they have 750,000 televisions. Oh, so many televisions. And when you're coming in, say, on a Saturday or a Sunday, they'll say, which game is it you want to see? Mm-hmm. They see and you tell them your team. Hmm. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. And then you, so you can see and this, the sound in your area, whatever TVs are closest to you is, will be the game that you're yeah, watching. Yeah, you can see cool. several games, but they have the sound only on one game at a time in each section, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the, the place is giant, great. so you can, you can get a lot, pack a lot of folks in there. And it's, you know, typical... Pub food. I'm not looking at a menu right this second, but it is 
We tried I'm fairly things. certain we ate some delicious tater tots there with some burgers. You know, I think mm. more places. I love a good tater tot. Tater tots should be on every menu. Or a potato barrel if they're not TMing the or Yeah, there you go. Yes. Potato barrels. Yeah, I really did. I didn't expect to like it because I'm not usually the sports ball type, but I thought the atmosphere was great and it was the drinks were really good and the food was good. It's a great place to hang out. Mm-hmm. So if you're definitely if you're on a Universal Orlando vacation in uh, football season and you want to catch a game, that is the place to do it. If you're a beer guy like I am, they have probably 40 or 50 different beers on tap. Mm hmm. And also great cocktails. Why I had a very good margarita there. Tap now? I don't know. <laughs> so have you guys uh, tried Toothsome Chocolate Emporium oh, and Savory yes. Feasts Kitchen? That place is really cool. You need to go hungry because yeah. the portion oh, sizes are massive. And it's also one of those menus like like Cheesecake Factory where it's like something of everything there's like nineteen thousand yeah. pages yeah <laughs> yes. and you're yeah. like oh you've got mediterranean food right next to fast food right next and to some mm-hmm. italian food. yeah i don't do well with that kind of atmosphere because i have a hard enough time with a three-page menu <laughs> when you give me a full novel it's <laughs> yeah i know what you and mean. of course the shakes are the, Oof. The yeah, they're known there. for their ridiculous milkshake and they are silly they're served in like a 20 plus ounce mason jar replica. Yeah. It's plastic, but it looks like a mason jar and often includes an entire piece of cake or a yes. pie on the top. Oh, yeah. with pie. And what's, what's amazing is you can get those to go. The last time I was there, I'm walking through city walk and there's just these two 12 year old boys carrying how them to go handle that they're both looking at them like i don't know do <laughs> you know how we're gonna eat this? how are we gonna eat this cupcake off the top i will say i ordered there one once that i thought was gonna be delicious the and key it was, lime pie oh, uh, yes. shake is disgusting it's so gross it has uh key lime and sour cream ice cream sour cream ice cream should not yeah. be a thing so and key, key lime's lime, tricky. The it's pie on top right. was really good. It was yeah, served the pie with a whole was slice of pie. We ate that through that rest of that garbage. <laughs> the away. shake was not Sour good. cream ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't notice that. that when we read the description. I was just like, oh, yes, key lime. Mm, good. Key lime. Mm. Uh, Is sour cream part of a traditional key lime pie? No. I don't think so. That's the part well, of it. Well, you know, that it has that sort sense. of a little bit of a twang to it, key lime. So there's the, the citrus of the lime. And then there's like that. I think they were trying to go for like cheesecakey. Ugh, effect. I don't, I don't know. know what, but it was wrong. It was not good. They wrong that for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm intrigued by the chocolate bread that they oh serve yeah there. oh that yeah it's good. What I haven't I've had, had that at restaurant at other restaurants. That's really good. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's not like super sweet. It's basically bread with like cocoa in it. You know. Yeah, they use like a, a I think a cocoa powder, like a cinnamon roll sort of effect, but with cocoa yeah. instead of cinnamon. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. a like a bread roll, like a nor- it's like a brown loaf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it like, looks almost like that's it's at the a, Korean a dark. Park. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid that one. Avoid that one. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah. It looks like it's a. It looks like a dark rye, but it's cocoa powder instead yeah. of. The, that's very good. Yeah, yeah it's is good. It rye it's that's dark, or is it pumpernickel? Well, I always get those two mixed up. Pumpernickel's dark. Yeah, maybe that's what pumpernickel I'm thinking. Pumpernickel is of. a dark rye. Yes, that's what. Yeah. I'm, okay, got it. Um, Isn't that German for like the devil's farts or something like that? Exactly. I hope so. <laughs> Should be, if not. It was named after the first baker that made made it, and his name was Nicholas Pumpernicus. 
Oh, perfect. Good to know. BS. <laughs> I don't think Jess believes nope. you. Nope. Authority. <laughs> That's a toothsome is another one that has great atmosphere, and they have the the little story behind it that it's kind of a steampunky. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a wackier version of the Edison yeah. over at Disney yeah. Springs. Yeah. Have that, you guys met the characters? That they yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a robot, and the robot's sort of inventor mistress. woman. Yes. Yeah, well, she's yeah, she's the like the daughter of Toothsome, and she's traveling through time and has a robot, steampunk robot. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, she just comes over and talks to you about your dinner because <laughs> apparently, you know, while you're time traveling, you take breaks yeah. and talk to people about their tater tots. You know, yeah, it's good though. I know if I'm time traveling, I'm going to hit up a restaurant and talk about tots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have also a whole candy store attached to it. Yeah, that has some great. Uh, Chocolates. Go with the story, the backstory. Mm. Every every mm-hmm. great restaurant needs yes, a backstory. Of course. Um, are there any other any other locations in the city walk? Well, we didn't we talk cover? about Voodoo Donuts. It's, no, it's not, not really a place to drink, but mm, you can it's the best do place some eating. In, it's the best place in City Walk. I was so excited to to go there when I finally got the chance and it does not disappoint. It They're is so good. Amazing. I mean, you will often see a line of oh, people yeah. waiting outside to get in and get their donuts, but it's worth it. No. Yeah. Yeah. All their donuts. They have some really gross ones too. <laughs> yeah. They, they are. Have a lot yeah. of cool donuts. But I got <laughs> what one. What was that, that one we got? So it was going to be grape. Uh, it had grape Kool-Aid on the top of it. Yeah. yeah. It some, and I love grape and I love Kool-Aid and I love donuts, but don't, and jelly, it. but that one just something was off. Yeah, the, just didn't whatever work. purple foamy stuff in the middle yeah. was weird. There's they have sig- a Captain Crunch one that's amazing. Oh, that one's good. And uh, the, the one, ODB, the, the the Oreos and peanut butter one. Yes, oh yeah, that's, that's good. so good. Their the original maple, signature maple log with bacon on the top oh. of it. Oh gosh, all of them. They're they they have their signature donut is the one that looks like a voodoo doll. And it has a stake through its heart. That's a pretzel yeah. stick. And yeah. then it's, it's, it's filled jelly with, filled. yes, it's Red jelly filled. And when you bite into him, he bleeds. That one is you. fun. Fun thing you can do at Voodoo Donuts is you can order donuts served in a wooden coffin. Mm-hmm. It's I spent so much time cool. trying to figure out how to get that home. When we had had them at the conference, and I was just like, I I, I can't take that home. It's like the, not to be too creepy, but it's like a baby coffin. Yeah, but full of donuts. (laughs) Well, it was was a little creepy, but it's a small wooden coffin, but it's full of donuts, not bodies. That's right. Does that location also sell a five gallon bucket of day old donuts? Apparently. Apparently the original one, uh, where's the original in Seattle what? or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I had not heard that. I don't you know if they have, they seem to have a crowd there all the time. So. I bet they yeah. don't have they, any left. They probably don't have any yeah, left. I'm sure they but, don't. We've yeah. talked about a lot of eating around City Walk, but there's tons of places to go and just do some drinking. They have the live karaoke, uh, super, what is that called? The super Rising Star, Star Rising karaoke. Star. Yeah. Yeah, I have, place seems to be I've never done that, but a lot of our agents love going there because I'm not a fan of hearing people who sing poorly sing, but <laughs> I'm not a fan of hearing myself sing. So no. I wanna yeah. I want no part of that. But they do live band karaoke. So you're not just singing along to backing tracks. There's a whole live band up there with you. It sounds and then they cool. like pipe it out on televisions into City Walk. So mm-hmm. not only not only are you entertaining people that went to see it. Yeah, you're not just <laughs> embarrassing yourself in front of your drunk friends. Right. You're out there for everyone to see. <laughs> Mommy, why is that man caterwauling? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good word. That word doesn't get used enough anymore. Caterwauling. I'll say it more. Um, Uh, Pat O'Brien's is pretty good, too, for some some hurricanes. Oh, yeah. They have all those New Orleans-y sugary drinks that get you drunk. Mm, Very. And they have uh, dueling piano guys inside the the lounge area off the waiting room there. That one violates the piano bar rule that we established. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yeah. (laughs) You have a strict no piano bar rule? Yes. Yeah. Um, we ducked last time I was there, which was also the first time I was there, <laughs> I ducked into the red coconut club, which I really, I really liked the look of it. It's kind of like a Latin like dance. A la- mm-hmm. old, yeah. But it was kind of like an old school, like lounge kind of experience. That, sort of uh, where Ricky Ricardo might be hanging out. Yeah. And I was hoping that the overall vibe of the music and stuff would be like that, but it was very loud bass <laughs> thumping <laughs> kind of. Uh. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. They did have like live performers on stage behind the bar. That was kind of uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of the Bob Marley establishment there. I haven't been in that have one at all. Tri- well, it's you, like Pat O'Brien's. That? You don't know that it's all outdoor seating till you're there sweating your balls off trying to eat some jerk chicken. <laughs> just like Jim. Just their, like uh, the food is good. Bob. If you like Jamaican it food, is and good I food, do, yeah. it's good, but it's so hot because it's all you go. Like through a hallway, and you think you're going into the restaurant, but it's all just a courtyard outside. It's an authentic Jamaican experience. And they do have the like there's often a really good reggae band playing in there, and they have good drinks and all that. But I don't know. The, we we went with family, and nobody liked it. If I'd gone with not family, it might have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Should we wander into the parks? What's what's good? Good eating and drinking inside the parks. Anybody have yeah. any favorites? We tend to stick uh, to. Yeah, I, I tend to go Harry to Potter City Walk. Stuff. Oh yeah, if I'm yeah. in the park seating, it's it's Harry Potter. I do like um I do like Fast Food Boulevard. If I'm gonna do quick service over at Springfield mm-hmm. in the, the yep. yeah. area, it's actually it's it's pretty solid. It's not horrible. And they have but, you know it's standard and fizz and smoke. Stuff. Yeah, that is fun. You could go into Moe's. Yeah, flaming Moe's. But uh, yep. and and then there was a Finnegan's is pretty good. Oh yeah, Finnegan's is great. Finnegan's is not bad, but. I do love an Irish mythos still has that tattered banner hanging on it from 1981 or whenever they were voted for the (laughs) best theme park restaurant by employees of mythos restaurant. By people who don't know that there are other theme parks other than (laughs) universal studios, Florida. That's not a bad place. It's a cool vibe in there. It's the mountain with the, it is really cool. Mythological head that spews the waterfall and their food Mm -hmm. is good. And uh, it's a cool vibe in there, but I don't get, I don't get the hullabaloo over it. And it's very near the Harry Potter town mm-hmm. exit yeah. or entrance. Where was it we just ate over Thanksgiving? Uh, what was it called? Confisco? Confisco Grill. Yeah. They've just recently good. changed the menu in there and it's good. I actually liked it before, but it's even better now. And their bar, if you ever just, you know, send your kids off to ride the Hulk and you don't want to ride it, the bar that's just inside uh, Confisco Grill is amazing. You can just sit, there's a whole separate. Our entrance, you can go in there and just have some drinks while people ride and sweat, and you can be in the air conditioning having boozes. That is always mm-hmm. nice. But it seems like a lot of the, there's not that many sit down <laughs> options uh, in the parks themselves. Well, and the ones that are, and I think, I think where the parks in general suffer is they don't do outside of maybe Mythos and the Harry Potter stuff. There's not any nifty themed stuff. It's all kind of, either mostly theme park food yeah right either 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 you're in the studios area so it's like a recreation of 
stuff yeah, the, the, the streets of New York over there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Or you've got Six Flags level of quick service yeah. type thing, you know? Yeah, they've really concentrated on City Walk for their, their sit down dining experience. Yeah. 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 yeah other than um, in. Well, there's a few things. There's like, there's like a Al's and, drive-in. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like the the fifties diner was kind oh, of. Oh yeah, and that's that's pretty fun. good. Good cheeseburger. Yep. And the um, Louis or whatever the pizza place is in studios, it's total counter service and pizza. But the, you can go order a whole pizza, and it's actually pretty affordable, and the food is good there. Mm-hmm. But it is a, you know, cattle call of people coming through there. Yeah. Not a not a <laughs> relaxing dining experience. I mean, it's really nice to be able to step out of the theme park to go eat so yeah I kind and hop pop back in yeah yeah and and just get away from yeah whatever craziness is in the parks at the time so i don't I, blame and, universal at all for not putting more money into in-park dining when you've got oh, people yeah. outside that so they'll close. pay all that money to put their place at city walk and mm-hmm. you can easily go out there and eat and come back in there why waste the park real estate building a huge themed restaurant and i mean they, yeah, they that's built a good point they built their parks originally to be closer to more of the standard like Six Flags type thing. So at this point, to add in the dining that would make them compete with Disney inside the parks would require a lot of construction. So it's smarter to yeah, a lot just throw of investment. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, throw it in the space that they've got out there on City Walk. They can expand that easily, probably at any time on oh, yeah. on either side. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. some good resort dining at at Universal too. And all yeah. of that is very accessible either via the the water taxi or you can walk so quickly from the Hard Rock Hotel into it's, both yeah, it's parks. A five minute walk from studios into the Hard Rock Hotel pool area where you can mm-hmm. Get some that, that that I don't know why I keep coming back to that, but that pool is amazing. The bar there, <laughs> yeah, the food is oh, excellent. Yeah. The Beach Club Bar is one of my favorite places to eat and drink at all of Universal property, and the it's covered and there's fans. So yeah, I've been there in August. It still feels pretty good out there, and the pool's really nice. They play good music, and you can hear mm-hmm. it under the water. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, my favorite. We actually we stayed at Hard Rock for the first time um, this last year. And we ate at the kitchen. Have, I love the kitchen. The yes. kitchen is amazing. And the thing that blew me away, like the food was great. The service was great. We had a really great time. But on certain nights, I think it was Tuesdays when when we Carefully. were there. No, they have a special kids can cook program. Oh. So oh, cool. basically what we did is we sat down and then they came over and brought my son an apron that he got to decorate himself with markers. And then they took him away from the table and over to like the open kitchen <laughs> haven't area. haven't seen him since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still working there. <laughs> but while we got to like hang out and and have a few drinks before dinner, they taught him how to make mac and cheese. Oh, that's fun! Cool. That's really and we cool. got to you could see him where you're sitting, so you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. And it was completely safe, and he loved it. And it was completely free; like there was no extra charge for it. So yeah. if they still do that, like try to catch it on that night. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. I love breakfast there. It's oh, yeah. so so good. Elvis yeah, French can toast. Order from is the menu or do a buffet, but their buffet they have a few items that are out, and then a lot of stations where they'll make you omelets or pizzas or the breakfast calzones. And, mm. Elvis French toast is oh, yeah. so French good. Toast Elvis French, French toast, toast with- peanut butter and banana and caramel sauce over. <sighs> Some thick, delicious, fresh wet. <laughs> so so good. We make that yeah, here at home sometimes because it's so good. Good idea. I should try that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so home. hungry right now. Okay. <laughs> I know. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to do this after lunch next time. Yeah. Well, yeah. You made, we sort of dipped into the idea of the uh, resort hotel dining there. My favorite place in a resort dining is the Palm Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Steak. It's so a much fancy sit down steak restaurant. I love it. And yet, can be, I mean, you can show up in casual. It's not, you don't have to be too formal. Oh, yeah. It's, you get people fancy, in there but suits yeah. top hats and tails and monocles. Yeah. If no, you're I into haven't. crab legs, they serve some great crab legs. I personally don't like to have to pull my food out of its exoskeleton. Yeah, before I want to eat, eat a murdered it, but... cow when I go there. Yes. And they have <laughs> amazing steaks. They're proud of their prices. They're proud of their stuff. The prices are high, but it's well worth it. As It's as good as... Uh, yachtsman or any of those? Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah. Are you guys steak fans? I haven't done a ton of at over at um, Portofino. Mama Della's is good. The <laughs> yeah, Italian. We ain't there, that's the only place I've been. It certainly looks nice just sitting out there. And then what's the last one that you sit outside in the town square kind mm-hmm. of? Yeah. They now, have a fancy totally Italian on, steak. Uh, resort dining, but the Swizzle Lounge. Yes. Oh, at, yeah. At the Cabana Bay Beach Hotel. And actually, the pool bar, both of the pool bars are excellent, too. But that Swizzles Lounge, if you're ever staying in a hotel there, it's excellent. It's a wonderful place to black out in, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, really one of the few times I've ever actually blacked out. Tell us more, Jess. <laughs> that was, uh, that was our, our conference. Yes, mm-hmm. that's our company culture right there. In a nutshell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a good, uh, good lobby bar. It's groovy '50s, '60s, atomic themed, and uh, I do love the theme. They have all of the fun drinks and the bartender there. Like we had a huge crew of people. To put this in perspective, we had about a hundred people that were there at our conference, and about seventy-five of them were all descended on <laughs> this bar at the same time. And we were <laughs> we were getting pretty loud and pretty rowdy. And they had two bartenders, and they just handled it flawlessly. There was never a mistake with any of the billing or whatever. It was just good, good service and really good drinks. Extremely strong drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is like true. the drinks got stronger as the tips got bigger. Weird how that works. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works, but they have a cool out at the pool uh, at the Cabana Bay Beach on the side that you enter through the lobby. There's one, there's another pool on the other side. This one is the Atomic Pool Bar and it's uh, super groovy themed out there too and all of the drinks are named after the atomic and space race era stuff and then this last time we were at universal uh we spent a lot of time at the strong water tavern mm, at sapphire falls at sapphire falls that was that was good the drinks were delicious and uh the the food that they had was if you go on a night like- when the flamenco guitarist is not playing it's especially <laughs> the drinks were delicious and the flamenco guitar was loud loud yes yes he was a little he was aggressive he was he had his girlfriend there when we were there so he was showing out for her and like we just wanted to talk to each other and this guy is aggressively their food yeah. is excellent what was yeah. it? Yeah. They have the fried Reuben or something weird. Like, what was that we were getting? Mm, like a wonton yes. stuff. Oh, um, oh, it was um, yeah. Cuban, Cuban spring oh, Cuban rolls. sandwich. Yeah, the Cuban oh, egg yeah, rolls. Spring, but they were egg rolls. Oh, oh, Those oh, were so oh, good. Oh, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, they uh, it's Caribbean theme, so they specialize in rum drinks there. Yeah, Jeff had some curried goat there the last time. Yeah, really good, really spicy, but excellent. Their food is excellent. Their service is good, and their drinks are super strong. It's called Strong Water, which they're not playing around there. They have, you can get flights of rum and they have a rum captain's table you can sit at where they teach you all about rum while they get you, uh, show you some drinks. Avoid the naval rums. Yeah. The naval grade rums. You can, <laughs> you can refinish your furniture with that stuff. Yes. That's mostly <laughs> yeah. useful for uh, cleaning a wound or taking the paint off your boat. <laughs> If you want to have a few <laughs> yeah. drinks there, you can then walk next door to the Aventura Hotel, which shares a Oof, parking yes. lot with uh, that hotel, and go to the top of that hotel. And what is the name of that bar up there? Dan, you slept in there. Uh, in the bar? <laughs> I ended up not. No, that was my original plan, but, but then I was told I should... Uh, wisely advised that I should get a little bit of sleep before flying. Isn't that... Uh, oh, man, I can't remember what it's called. It's a number, isn't it? Yeah, it's whatever Probably. floor it is, like the floor 17 lounge or whatever it is. Fun but fact about Aventura Hotel, it's shaped like a fidget spinner. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and oh, phenomenal yeah. views. We got one of the, the higher up tower rooms with uh, with a city view of Orlando mm-hmm. and Man. That's yeah, fantastic. The entire rooftop is a bar and lounge and restaurant. They have a huge wraparound bar and then a lot of different scatter seating and couches and it's called uh, gets to sit. It's called Bar Seventeen. Be there sure. it is. There it is. Yeah, or Bar Seventeen. Sorry. Yeah. But that's a fun place, and it gets kind of. We were it, interestingly, we were there for part of one of our company functions, and we, when we went up to the top there, there was a math festival, a math conference going <laughs> on. So it was yes. all these nerdy math guys who had never seen a woman. And they were very, <laughs> they were very excited to be to be there and talk to everybody. And it got super rowdy, but it was funny. It was like all the all the nerds in there getting their dance on. But it sort of starts off as a more normal bar, and by the end of the night, it's like a thumping dance mm-hmm. scene in there. A lot of fun and super super cool views off there. You can see theme parks for miles from up mm-hmm. there. You, you can, can see over onto Disney property from there. You can even see the big, uh, with the Orlando, uh, what do they call their giant Ferris wheel? The, the Orlando eye. Yeah. Yep. I've That's heard fun. that is also a, a drinking experience. There's a bar in one of the pods oh, and you can yeah. just mm-hmm. ride it around and drink. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do that in the London one too. You can get a, like a bar car kind of thing and you pay for. So that's not in one of the cars that slides around on the track. Who do they have? <laughs> no, not, they not do on not the eye. I don't think. No, no, don't they don't do that. But, at that yeah, you're like, grab onto your drink. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I hate to be the guy that mops up after that. Right. <laughs> um, have any of y'all ever done the luau at Royal Pacific? No, no, we it's did. We did a similar one that is now defunct. Which was, that was so fun. part of all themes. Oh, and the luau is still, still going along. It's pretty That's good. A it's, it's, a, it's a very traditional luau with Polynesian dancers and Kahlua pork. And it's great. I can't really get enough Kahlua pork, honestly. And if you can mm-hmm. throw in a hula dancer with it, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> a drink and a pineapple. Royal Pacific also has a great sushi bar up uh, just off their lobby. You know what I used to love there was the Emerald place that Chop chop. Oh, chop chop. 
that place was awesome and they it's closed and i don't think they've replaced it with anything not yet no it's been closed a couple years but so it seems like the dining is kind of missing there at the that, Royal Pacific. That restaurant was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So pretty. They, they do a thing at Royal Pacific now where um, in the mornings they have a minion character breakfast. Mm-hmm. Down in did. there. Joe's yeah, American. we did with my son. Island, island something. It was in the, it's dining, in the, yeah. oh, up yeah, it's, yeah, it, it was really Kids good. I mean, it was breakfast. just a standard breakfast buffet with characters, but, you know, I, Kids I'm surprised love they have a minion. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done more Kids, character meals. <laughs> yeah, they, they make don't fart have sounds. a lot of character dining. And if they do, it's like Scooby-Doo and the Minions. Like All they've got is the <laughs> Minions, and then they have a Marvel like dinner that you can do. Yeah, so. uh, the lame Marvel characters With, they have there. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the late 1990s Marvel characters yeah. from that Six Flags couldn't get. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Low Rent Storm. <laughs> I still go yeah, though. It's the closest thing I can get to Marvel on the East Coast. So. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's true. I still yeah. go. Yeah, and Spider Man's a really good ride. But it don't go to flows. No. But don't go to flows. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, lots of great places to eat at Universal Orlando. Yeah, it's a great vacation. I like a nice day in the park, morning in the park. Take a little break and go to the hotel and stay at the Hard Rock. Have some drinks at the and go back to the park till they close. And then you can hit City Walk and all those good restaurants and bars. Mm. We're going we're gonna to have to get you to Antojitos and see what you think. Yeah, I will, I'm down for that. I'm actually going to be down there the uh, first week in September. So now I'm hungry and... I'm Fingers hungry. crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. the power of it's positive happening. thinking. It's happening. No, that's power definitely, positive thinking. That's definitely yeah. happening. You may have to wear the boy in the bubble suit, but you'll be there. <laughs> but it'll I don't be care. As long as they can I need to shove some toothsome milkshakes into your air hole. Yeah, just yeah, just take the, the, the air hose and just plop it into the milkshake. <laughs> just fill your you ball. Just roll around <laughs> in the <laughs> hamster ball full of milkshakes. Uh, hamster ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great little time. Somebody just discovered their thing. <laughs> well, that took a turn I was not expecting. It always does. As, as is <laughs> The usual. You, you should have been expecting it. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects <laughs> the Inquisition. But they should. <laughs> um, well, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're ready to plan a trip to Universal or anywhere else the world has to offer, Key to the World Travel has a studio audience full of expert travel planners standing by to help your travel dreams come true. Visit them at www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. And don't forget to visit the Theme Park Professor for the latest theme park news and planning advice at www.themeparkprofessor.com. This week, I'd really love to hear from you, the listener, about what you love about our show. Uh, Head to Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to our show and leave us a rating and review. I can't wait to hear what you have to say and to give you a shout out to say thanks on next week's show. While you're there, you might as well double check that you've hit that subscribe button so you never miss a single episode. So you never miss a single episode. We can't wait to hang out with you next week. See you real soon. Don't go to flows. Hi, <laughs> everybody. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help 
planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold key adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.